Hey, welcome. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You thought you were getting Josh tonight. You were wrong. It's just me. It's just me tonight. Thought I was getting a Jackson 5 segment for you too. And I was wrong. It's cool though. You, me, we're going to have a good time tonight. We got a few things to chat about. Hello to everybody in the chat. Let me throw up a few names here. Uh, ooh, I got to scroll back. You guess some of you guys were here early. G-Force rolling in early. He probably already went to bed, though. I mean, maybe maybe he's still hanging out with us. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, usual suspects in order. Love that. Um, welcome to some episode in the 90s of the Hollow Chronicles podcast. Um, I'm your host tonight and special guest. Andy. And you know what? I might just throw up a link in the chat and maybe have one of you guys come on here with me. Um, just to bounce some things off of. It was a big day today in our household. Um, my youngest, my daughter, uh, started kindergarten today. And let me tell you, it was not a, it was not a, tearful oh my little girl my last one she's really she's going off to school now we don't have any kids at home anymore it wasn't like that at all this girl's been ready for kindergarten for about two years so it's uh it's about time she got off to school but she had a good day scraped her elbow immediately on the playground uh shed some tears but everything's good on that front uh, I got to tell you guys something that happened to me this weekend that uh, it's just good fortune. The heavens parted, the sun shone down upon yours truly, and heaven leaned over and kissed me on the forehead. What could I be talking about? Well, some of you guys know that uh, some of you guys know that I'm a, I'm a school teacher by trade. But for a little side money, all DJ events like weddings and birthday parties and stuff like that. And when I say DJ, I mean, I play some music. I'm not scratching or, you know, mixing things. Well, I do mix songs together sometimes, but I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm uh, Daft Punk, you know, everybody's bouncing up and down. It's not usually like that, but uh, if people drink enough, sometimes they can kind of lurch a little bit and fall over. Um, but no, I was DJing a, a wedding this, this weekend and I got the biggest tip I've ever gotten before. Prior to this weekend, the biggest tip I ever got was, uh, from one person. I'm talking about from one person, you know, sometimes guys will throw you a couple bucks just to play a song they want to hear. And that's, that's great. I don't have a tip jar or anything, so whatever. Um, but the, the most anyone had ever tipped me, one person that ever tipped me was 200 bucks, right? And that's nothing to sneeze at. That's generous. Um, way more than I would ever expect. I really don't even expect to get tipped. I get paid to be there and that's what I expect. Anything tip is awesome. But I got tipped 500 bucks this weekend, 500 bucks. And, um, I got it about halfway through the reception and guess what I immediately did. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. 
I immediately got on and started looking at double telescoping Luke Skywalkers. Oh, yeah. Because with what I got paid plus the tip, I might be able to buy one. So we'll just keep that on the down low. We'll just keep that on the down low just between us girls here. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, just we'll just keep an eye out. Let's keep an eye out for any Twitter posts or videos or maybe tune in next week. I don't I don't know. There's no timeline. Uh, no, no, no purchases have been made yet, but some inquiries have been uh, laid out there. So let's keep that on the back burner. Um, let's see. What's up, Anthony? Good to see you here. Uh, Rez, nice to see you. Um, everyone in the chat, there's a good good little group here tonight. Um I think I think we'll start off this evening uh, looking backwards. So we recently had on Joey, the Padawan collector, and I hope you guys have subscribed to his channel. He's got a unique adventure he's going on that I think we all can relate to in some in some fashion. He's starting from zero and trying to collect the uh the original 96 plus i think uh a, a few variants a few specific variants and he's he's video cataloging as he goes and he's literally starting off at zero but he, he's i think he's up to like 30 something at this point but he's going for some big boys early which is kind of fun to watch um and fun to do if you're able but we recently had him on and i was thinking uh, about, you know, if, if I didn't, if I was doing what he was doing, what, what would I do to help me out? Right. What, what, what are some resources that are available that maybe some of you guys don't know about? Obviously the community is an incredible resource. You guys listening, uh, and watching you guys are each have your own little, you know, expertise in some way in, in vintage or modern star Wars stuff. Um, or maybe even the dark times that we call the 90s Star Wars. Um, there is also an app. Um, there's also an app that I didn't always know about, but it's pretty cool. Um, I know a buddy, a buddy of ours named Paul. I we referenced him actually with Joey too. Paul's the guy that does all of the uh, grading grading of his figures and he's got he's going for a whole graded set and he's going to get it he's i think he's currently got like 50 things waiting from afa to get mailed back to him but the turnaround time is pretty long um but let me put this up here and you guys tell me if you've heard of it or used it but um it's an app it's called tracker for vintage star wars and it's got a little luke with his extended single telescoping lightsaber uh, as his avatar there. Um, how many of you guys have ever seen this before? And on top of that, have any of you guys used it? If I were starting over and had a very small collection or no collection at all, and I was going to try and start from scratch, I would use this. Okay. Here's what, here's some of what this app tracker will do. Um, it'll it'll let you know what current prices 
are for things that have sold, for example, on eBay. Um, it'll take, and you can see, you know, instead of, you know, you can go to eBay and, and look at recently sold items and that can be helpful, but this also, I think, takes into a couple other places into consideration as well. And uh, it's a little more streamlined and it's just for vintage Star Wars. Um, give you an idea of, of what things are going, what prices are going for. Uh, and I think that also includes uh, mint on card and graded. I'm not 100% on that, but my buddy Paul swears by it. He says he uses it all the time and it's been a tremendous resource for him and his collection. So if you haven't heard of this before, um, check it out. If, if there are things on your vintage Star Wars list that you still need to get, check it out. Uh, I have an iPhone, so I just went to the app store and typed in tracker for vintage Star Wars and it pops right up. So I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd show that. That might be something you might want to take a look at, you know, if, if you're into vintage Star Wars. Hey, what's up, Saber? So anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys just in case you had never seen it. And, you know, it might be of some help to you. All right. I, I passed it along to Joey. And, uh, you know, as a grown man, he can decide for himself if that's something he wants to use. Pardon me while I sit. G-Force, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I know Josh uses Action Figure 411 for uh, Black Series especially. That's what Josh uses it for. Um, and it does have Vintage Collection and Vintage on there as well. It's, it's a great resource. You're absolutely right. Um, we fully endorse this recommendation. Uh, shout out to Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. That's right. Your birthday was recently... Um, and uh, I don't know what number that makes you now, but I think I'm still older than you. I think it might be close, though. Might be a little closer today than it was a few days ago. But definitely happy birthday, buddy. Um, yeah, again, Action Force 411. It's free, too. So that's always nice. Um, moving right along. Lego. Lego is something that Lego are something that's great for kids. As an adult, I still love putting Lego together. Um, Lego sets. I love well-made minifigures like the, like the bad batch minifigures. I thought, I think those are great. I still love them. I, I've always, ever since I was a little kid, I've been putting Legos together. Um, you know, whether it be at my grandma's house or at my folks' house, we always had Legos around. So there's always going to be a little special spot in my heart for Lego. But um, my son, who is a freshman this year, he's just starting high school. So we got one start in high school and we got one start in kindergarten and then one another one in grade school. But he's, he's a start in high school and he still loves putting Lego sets together as well. So I don't know if that makes Lego... Uh, transformative beyond age groups, but it's certainly 
No, I just like building something. The the, uh, the extrinsic value I get from starting from bags of pieces to a finished product, like that's a good feeling. And it's a sense of accomplishment to it. And, uh, and then you can take it apart and get creative if you feel so inclined. Um, <clears throat> do you still put Lego sets together? I, I do. Um, what was the most recent set you put together? For me, it was the Bad Batch uh, Havoc Marauder. Great set, by the way. But Lego is sneaky. They have some insight that not every everybody has. Um, for example, you don't see Black Series. You don't see Vintage Collection. Um, making or creating figures or creatures that didn't show up on screen, right? It, every, every figure that comes out, whether it be from an animated series or a movie has been on screen, right? Even if it's just momentarily. Um, I, have always been impressed with Lego, but their ability to find some really obscure things and have them in Lego sets is kind of, I won't say it's mind blowing because it's definitely explainable, but it's really cool. It's, it's unique to Lego, I think. And unless you're talking about customs, right? Customs, anything's on the table with customs, but this is a, a large branded company, right? Name branded company that has a, large star wars license and they've gotten to put out a couple we'll take a look at two in particular lego sets that are deep cuts one is from the original trilogy and one is from the sequel trilogy and by deep cuts meaning they didn't show up on screen but there's a lego representation of them okay so hopefully i got your juices going a little bit Let's take a look at the first one. Let me pull it up here. I gotta, I gotta be me and I gotta be Josh. So, so uh, stay with me here. All right. First picture is from the sequel trilogy. All right. Specifically, the Force Awakens. Now, if you go back and recall how everybody was totally pumped for. The Force Awakens coming out 2015, right? Everybody was hyped for it. And I still say it's a great movie. I loved it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, you could say, well, whatever you want to say about it, but I enjoyed it. Um, Lego in 2015, around the time when the movie came out, it might have been 2016, but when the set came out exactly, but they put out this little Lego set. And, and may, I don't know exactly when it came out. It could have even been just before, because sometimes they'll release things in advance to kind of grease the skids, right? Some get some merch out there for when the movie hits. Well, they put this, they put this Lego set out there, and it never showed up in the movie. And for me, who enjoy enjoys a good Lego set and enjoys a good Star Wars movie, this came and went without me ever noticing that it was there. Okay, and I don't know if it was just something that was out for a little bit or if they left it on the shelves for a while. I don't know. Maybe you can recognize it. 
But is this set right here? It's a Lego sand speeder. And it came in a little set. And it was supposed to be on Jakku. Okay. And it all kind of goes back to a line in The Empire Strikes Back uh, when they're on Hoth right at the beginning. And there's a comment. Uh, I think Han makes the comment, well, can we get the speeders going? And one of the guys in the hangar bay says, no, we're still having trouble getting them adjusted to the cold weather, right? Something along those lines. I don't have the quote exactly. So a snow speeder that isn't adapted for the extreme cold weather probably wasn't always a snow speeder. At least that's the conclusion that I came to. And, and this was even... I mean, they always called them snow speeders. So you'd think like, oh, it was made for the cold weather. But either the Hoth system was so cold that it was having trouble with it, or it was a ship built for a different purpose that was being, you know, re-rigged for the the, the cold um, of Hoth. So this sand speeder comes out. It's supposed to be on Jakku. It's supposed to be in the battle over Jakku, you know, leading up to the events in The Force Awakens. And I'm even thinking like, you know how we saw like uh, a couple of X-Wings kind of half buried in the sand from wreckage and stuff? I, I bet that we that's where we would have seen a sand speeder, like just in some wreckage. Or maybe there was even uh, a clip of a sand speeder flying around, you know, but it just got cut on the edit floor. You know what I mean? So sand speeder, it's a thing. It was supposed to be on, on Jakku in, in The Force Awakens. Lego probably got some uh, snapshots of some pre-production items so they, they could start building some sets in anticipation or having some things lined up. Sand speeder was probably one of them. But then last minute, I would imagine it gets cut and therefore doesn't make it into the movie. However, Lego having that inside track to some, you know, figures and vehicles and, and maybe some creatures, they got this in, uh, before that edit was made. And so it was already in line to be made and couldn't be retracted if, even if they attempted to, because it was too late. It was a late edit or something like that. I think that's totally cool. Um, let me, uh, let me get to some of your guys's comments here. So Gilster, yeah, all in on Lego. That's awesome. Derek, Lego, Matt. I am just a little bit older than you. Yep. Uh, let's see. Scuba Pete still builds Legos. That's awesome. Uh, custom building underwater stuff. Ooh, I like that. For like a water, like a fish tank? Custom stuff for like a fish tank? Because that'd be cool. Or just... What do you mean by underwater? Like your pool? You're going to build a Lego city in your pool of Atlantis? That would be awesome. A lot of pieces, though. <clears throat> G4 says, I think for most guys, uh, <laughs> the counting years got us all out of the toys for a minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Never apologize for having passion for putting things together. No, you're right there, Anthony. Um Yeah, we did see the Havoc Marauder 
Um, I think a couple episodes ago, we spun it at Josh's house. Okay, so it wasn't, maybe it was the last time. I can't remember if it was a show or if it was two shows ago. But yeah, we spun that baby. Um, but you're right, Legos does spurn, uh, you know, that hands-on, putting things together. That's, you know, that's not everybody's skill set, but at least it gets things going in some people. And I've always respected Lego for that because there's definitely a need for people who love to put things together out in our world, right? The engineers, the the builders, the, you know, people that work with their hands. That's definitely something that, uh, that we need more of. And I've always appreciated Lego for that. <clears throat> Definitely Saber. Uh, Lego is a special brand. Very special brand. Ooh, <laughs> Gary. Uh, G force. Have you put it together yet? He's referring to the TIE fighter pilot Lego helmet set. That he got at our auction. <clears throat> Let's see. Darth Rock. Good to see you, man. Uh, so, yeah. What are your favorite Lego sets? Um, there's, you know, everybody's got their own favorite here. But I think I think that, that Sand Speeder, like, if you can find that, I think it'd be a nice little one. Conversation piece among Star Wars friends. Like, Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember snow speeders being brown. And you say, oh, yes, but they aren't snow speeders. This one is a sand speeder. All right. That would be awesome. <laughs> Definitely shabby. I, I want to see you recreate it. If you can, make a little video on it. That'd be rad. I'd watch that. <clears throat> There are some uh, crazy videos on mega sets, you know, custom build Lego sets on YouTube and on Instagram. I'm trying to think of the one that I follow on Instagram. It's nuts. It's like JT Bricks or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are some awesome things out there that people do with Lego and man, props to the custom builders, man. Good stuff. Okay, the second the second Lego set comes from the original trilogy and is very obscure. It too did not make it onto the screen. I have a feeling that it got edited out, you know, for one reason or another. And that... Uh, And here's the deal, like the Lego set came out over 20 years after Empire Strikes Back, okay? But the Lego set exists based off of a short clip that you can see in a documentary about the Empire Strikes Back or just the Star Wars original trilogy, and they built or they included this little mini rig that was never made, this little mini rig that was never made as part of a Lego set. And I, I absolutely love this because this is not just, 
oh, you got, you know, this wasn't, you got some pre-production images to try and work with and, and make some, uh, make some new, uh, Lego sets out of, then, then it just didn't end up making it in the movie. This is, this is in the truest sense, a deep cut because there was no toy of it. It was never on screen. It only showed up briefly in a documentary. Um, and I let me, I got to pull this picture up here. Thanks, Matt. You can find that sand speeder for about 60 bucks on Amazon. That's not too bad. It's, it's, it's a little bit on the rare side. Oh, what's up, Cantina? Good to see you. All right, let me find this. Let me find this set here. Okay, it's right here. I'm posted up. The mini rig that was never made until Lego decided to make it. The really cool thing about this is that I own this one. At least that's cool to me. I own this one. And it's like, when I first put this set together, I was like, what's this? This, you know, you know, and I get it. Like Lego's getting creative. They are just, this was included in a set. This wasn't by itself. So there are other things with it. Um, but yeah, included in a set. It looks like it's a, I don't know, maybe a little, above ground snowmobile that got kind of tricked out with a little bit of a, you know, a elevated seat and double cannon on top. Again, I love this about Lego. It's an obscure brief shot in a documentary that never made it on the film. And Lego goes ahead and puts it in a Lego set. Like just drops it in. Like you don't know what this is. You don't know how cool this is, but here you go. You don't even know how cool this is, but this one is for you. So shout out to Lego. That's awesome. That's totally awesome, right? You guys agree with me? That's totally awesome. Have you ever seen that before? Or have you even heard of that prior to me speaking it? I know we got some Star Wars nerds here, but have you ever seen this mystery mini rig that never made it on screen, except in a documentary. I think that's totally awesome. Tell me what you think about that. Yeah, this mini rig thing is wild. It's totally wild. Is that what it's called, Gary? Is it the Lego Hoth Transporter? The interesting thing is, if it is called the Transporter, it can only transport the driver. It's not like it's, you know, taking things back and forth. Or maybe that was the intent of it. I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. Anthony's willing to bet that uh, Favreau and Filoni are, are going to make use of it in their story. That would be cool. You know, those little hidden Easter eggs, those little nuggets that only the geeks like us would ever get. I love stuff like that. You can call it fan service. I call it keeping the watcher engaged, right? Just some... Uh, Comments here. 
It is totally awesome. <laughs> they need a Lego of the short, the pink shorts boom operator. Yeah. May he rest in peace, by the way. I think we discussed that. He he passed away. Um, well, during the time we've had this podcast, not today, but like, you know, within the last couple of years. Shout out to Pink Shorts Boom Guy, <clears throat> who will forever be um, remembered at Star Wars celebrations. Uh, when I think they have the running of the Pink Short Boom Guys. There's always a, a group of them that show up, I guess. I can't wait to see this spring. Hopefully they still have it in May. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. That's my, that's my Lego chat. And I wish Josh was here because I know, I know he wouldn't have known about the Hoth mini rig. He might've known about the sand speeder. He might've, we might've even talked about it before either way. Um, he's just going to have to watch like the rest of us here. Um, the last thing, and this is it. I mean, we might we might only go about forty minutes tonight, guys. Unless uh, unless some guys want to hop on and uh, join for a minute, we can uh, do a little ask me anything with Andy. I don't know, but you know how we always like to um, end the show with the Red Five Designs toy review. I unfortunately didn't have enough time to set up my own spinner. I do have my own spinner, but I don't have it set up and I don't have the music too. So you're going to have to think of the music in your head, Gary. You're just going to have to think of it on your own. But, uh, Oh, I'll play. I'll go ahead and play the, uh, red five design theme. If I can find it. Oh, yeah. Tonight's Red 5 Design toy review comes from my personal collection. It's the only thing Star Wars related that I still... Let me think about that. It's not the only thing I still have, but it's the only toy I still have from when I was a kid. And when you see it, it looks like something that I played with when I was a kid. Because it's not in pristine condition but it was never intended to be in pristine condition because I play with my toys. I still play with my toys. I prefer loose rather than in the box. That's a personal preference. If that's not you, that's totally fine. But here is my tie interceptor from when I was a kid. Okay. The decals aren't perfect. They're a little wrinkled. I was the one that applied them. You got to understand, this came out in 1983, and I was six years old. So the fact that the wings still stay on is pretty friggin' awesome in my book because I know how I played with it. I played it with my G.I. Joes too, right? This was too cool just to let Star Wars people play with it. My G.I. Joes were in this baby bomb and cobra. You know it, all right? This is awesome. Uh, I don't have batteries in it in the, at the moment, but it still works, right? It still works. The TIE Interceptor is maybe my favorite Imperial ship. 
the shuttle's pretty awesome, no doubt about it. But definitely the interceptor. I like I love the interceptor. I like it more than Vader's tie and the regular tie or the battle damage tie or you know yada yada yada. But here's the here's the thing that I'm most proud of when it comes to that is that I still have the box that came in. Now, the box that it came in, not only was the box for my TIE Fighter, it was the box for all of my Star Wars stuff. So as a kid, I had some Star Wars stuff. I had more G.I. Joe stuff because me and both of my brothers, you know, who were younger than me, that was something that we all loved. So the folks went in that direction. I love Star Wars too, but I was kind of on the tail end of that. Like I did see Return of the Jedi in the theater. Dad took me to that. That was awesome. But but there wasn't new Star Wars stuff coming out, but there was a ton of G.I. Joe stuff. So that's what I had. For all of my Star Wars stuff, it was contained in this box. Now, this box has been taped together a little bit. Okay. It's not, again, in pristine condition. In fact, I think we had to tape this side together just so that it would close. But this is mine. This was mine from when I was six. Okay. And I still got the instructions, which is pretty cool. All right. It does open up as well. Let's, let's just take a look at that. How to apply the decals, what to do to clip the wings in and release the wings. Um, how the, how the pilot goes in. And of course, the button for the electronics. Right, this is rad. We really do care. You guys ever read that? Shoot, I don't have my glasses. Yeah, we're going to have to do that another time. But this held all of my Star Wars stuff. And my mom, bless her heart, she doesn't throw things away. So all of my Star Wars stuff went into this box, which then went into my closet. And I still got the proof of purchase. Okay, but this was mine. This is the this is the one thing that lasted. It survived. All right. And I will never get rid of it. And nor do I feel the need to get a nice one. Mine is good enough. It's nice enough. It still works. It still is rad. Oh, did I say that? And one wing just ejected. Reject the other one too, just so they're not lopsided. But yeah, it survived, guys. This is a survivor. This is one of my own. That concludes our Red 5 Designs toy review. Shout out to Greg and Johnny who are uh, working away at that book that we're all so excited to get. Do you, do you guys still have some of your original star Wars vehicles and figures. Um, it's totally understandable if you don't like, I don't have any figures from when I was a kid, uh, for two reasons. One, they just got played with so hard that they didn't survive. Right. And that's a good thing, right? It's not, ah, shucks. No, we got a lot of miles out of our toys. Didn't we? That's a good thing. You play with them so much that they fall apart that means that you really liked them. And that's not a bad thing when they go to toy heaven in that way. Sometimes they get lost in a garage sale. That's more of a bummer, right? It's like, ah, did I really need that 20 bucks? You know, 
because I wish I would have had it still. Um, do you still have some of your original things? I have that and a couple Burger King glasses from when I was a kid. Outside of that, I had to go back and get it later as an adult when I had some disposable income. So uh, let's see. Go through some comments there. Definitely. Childhood survivor. So here's what here's what I'll do. I'm going to put a link in the chat. If you want to come on, ask me a question or something about collecting, let's do it. We're only at 37 minutes, which makes this pretty short. So if uh, you know it, Matt, Snake Eyes piloted everything. That was one of my favorites. He's so cool. I can tell you that uh, this is a little G.I. Joe side note that I'm going to make a video on my GI Joes. Now, if you guys remember when we had the website with the um, network, I did a little thing about my star or my GI Joe collection within my star Wars room. Um, but I'm gonna make a little video on that. I, people like scuba Pete and uh, vintage toy rush, David, and some of the other guys that, you know, shabby who's getting into, you know, kind of the modern GI Joes. You guys are inspiring me a little bit to, to put a video out and, uh, and we'll, and we'll just do it because there's some story behind it. Um, and maybe you might find that interesting. So maybe not. Andy crossing the toy streams. Yep. That's exactly like I had a fall guy pickup truck too. That some, some of my uh, figures rode in as well. And an 18 van, uh, and a airwolf helicopter. Uh, yeah, we crossed, we crossed a lot of toy streams at our house. Because, you know, out, outside of G.I. Joe, we just get a, like a couple, uh, like we had a couple He-Man, we had a few Transformers, uh, you know, my youngest brother had a few Ninja Turtles, because that kind of hit him in the sweet spot as he grew up, he's a little younger than me, five years younger. So like we had some of a little bit of everything, except for G.I. Joe, we had a lot of that, right? So yeah, we definitely crossed the toy streams. Um yeah it's priceless matt can't put a price on it right somebody could offer me i don't know whatever they're going right for a interceptor and a beat up boxes and that's not going to do it that's not going to pry it out of my hands now you give me 500 bucks we can talk I, there's a lot i'll do for 500 bucks i'm just kidding you can't have it it's mine <clears throat> Uh, the book and the crest. Yes. It's going to be an awesome fall. And, uh, <laughs> I got notified that sometime this fall, my captain Rex sideshow is supposed to arrive as well. So here's hoping I was supposed to be out a while ago. Um, Darth Muzza has got all your old figs. Congratulations. Well done. That's pretty impressive. Love to see him sometime. Two toys that you don't know what happened to, your Vader TIE Fighter and Droid Factory. To be honest with you, G-Force, the, the Droid Factory is a playset that was destined to be lost. There are so many little parts and pieces. Like the moment any grade school kid opens that thing up, you're losing 
the little connector pieces, right? Cause they're tiny. They get vacuumed up in the rug. Like that set doesn't have a chance. And it's probably why it's so hard to find a complete one. Uh, yes, Matt, they burnt down, but you've gotten some of them back, right? You've replaced them. Yes. Shabby. I'm right there with you. Thanks, Steve-O. Appreciate that. Man, you guys are commenting like crazy. Love it. Derek says he's got about 60 of his original figures and his Rancor. Nice. Nice. Are they in good shape, I wonder? Or are they beat to heck because you played with them so much? They're pretty beaten. The ramp broke off your Falcon. Yeah, that ramp breaks, right? Those pieces break but they break because you were playing with them. Let's not lose sight of that, right? These were well-made toys for the most part, you know, solid plastic, a lot better made than some more modern things. Scoob's got all his stuff. That's awesome. The droid factory with the box. Yeah, that's great. If you, if you have all the pieces then man, that's fantastic. Bestman Luke is your only survivor. Well, I hope you keep it in a place of prominence above your mantle at home. <laughs> Lando Skiffguard, Gamorrean Guard, with the cards, no bubbles. Okay, nice. You're one of those guys that kept the cards too. I still have all the old file cards from my G.I. Joes. Um, yeah. Mom cut them out for us and kept them in a shoebox. We had a shoebox full of them. All your figs went to your sister to give to her son. Oh, that's Toy Story right there. They're just passing down to the next generation. See, I, I think that's good. That's a good thing. Now, if you ever want them back, sure, grab them or don't, whatever. But someone's still getting to enjoy those. And it's not like Star Wars is something that happened 40 years ago because it's not. Star Wars happens now. It's happening now. And the characters from back then are still relevant, right? Luke Skywalker? Right, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right, Vader, right? Like all the main characters are still around, right? Lando, Chewie, 3PO and R2, like they're still relevant. I think that's pretty cool. Yo, Joe, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, Steve. Oh, let's do it. Sergeant Slaughter and Refrigerator Perry figures. Nice. Some crossovers. Uh, met Sergeant Slaughter. He gave me one of these. And when I say met, I walked by him at a, a show, a toy show, and he was there signing autographs. And I gave him a head nod. And he gave me a head nod with a scowl behind mirrored aviators right back at me. And my son was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, Sergeant Slaughter. He's like, well, why don't you get his autograph? I was like, the head nod was enough. <clears throat> What else do we have here? Anthony, I still have Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber that was sold in the street outside of the Zigfield Theater in New York City in summer 1999. My dad picked me up three-inch figures of Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul too. That's a great story. That's a great story. The droid factory was beautiful. I think that's true for all of us, Matt. 
I think when we look at things like that, we smile, right? That's why we, that's why we put time and energy into it. We just, we just talk, we just smile and talk about it. And that's so, so much fun. You've replaced most of them. That's great. It's, it's not a sad ending. It's just a sad part in the middle of the story, right? The beginning is that you got them and then you lost them and then you got them again. It's like the original trilogy, hope, new, a new hope. Then the empire strikes back in form of fire, devastation, blowing up Alderaan, you know, that kind of stuff. But then the Jedi returns to your collection. Oh man, this is poetic. <laughs> I know now what George Lucas meant. Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh God, that thing is so weird. And I love it. God, weird Star Wars makes me smile. It took a lot of proofs of purchase labels, a lot of flag points to mail in for that fridge. Yep, you're right. I think that's true for all of us, G-Force. What a different kid I would be if you could go back to 1978. Yeah, with what you know now, definitely, definitely. Like hot tub time machine. We're back to the future. Might be a better reference. Um, Muzza, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Especially if the kid's not playing with them. You could just ask your sister, hey, is your kid playing with those Star Wars toys? Because if he's not, I'd like him back. Simple. Do what you feel compelled to do. Derek's Rancor has loose legs and the jaw button mechanics aren't great. All right. Shocking. It was an awesome toy that you played with a lot. Figures are in decent shape, pretty much missing all the accessories, right? No doubt there. And there's ink marks on the bottom of the feet. You can get those off. A little rubbing alcohol sometimes can do the trick. Uh, goof off. If, uh, if it's not a painted on shoe, I think works. Otherwise it might take some paint off. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some ways. I would look at Toy Poloi on YouTube. He's got a nice little video on how to remove ink from um, white figures, uh, which is not just dipping or you know, dropping them in, in peroxide. That's, that's to whiten, but that doesn't get the ink off. Um, but yeah, there's definitely resources out there. <clears throat> Shabby can always tell which figures are from his childhood because they have a black marker under the foot. So my brothers would know that they are mine. All right. That is so true, right? The, in Toy Story, you know how Woody's boot says Andy on it. I can totally relate to that. Like, actually, I can totally relate to that because having two younger brothers that also had GI Joes, we had to put names on things. So there were, so that actually mom had to put names on things. So we wouldn't argue about whose was what. And, you know, cause we'd have sometimes, you know, two or three, um, you know, APCs or two or three Dukes and, you know, that one's mine. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. You busted the thumb. If yours. no, I didn't. That one's yours. The crotch bust. No, that one's yours. So we have to put a little letter, a little initial at the bottom, an A for Andy or an N for Nick or an E for Eric. And so, yeah, we can totally relate to that. <laughs> That's great. Scuba. That's great. Uh, 
My Star Wars figures have pink nail polish. Okay, whatever. Whatever you're into. No judgment here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw up in the... Not throw up. I apologize for saying that. I'm going to post in the chat a link if anybody wants to hop on and chat for a minute. Um, love to have you in. This is your opportunity. You want to talk collecting, collection... You know, I keep threatening to do a, a walkthrough of my room and we're getting there. Um, we're getting there. Like it's going to happen sooner than later. But uh, if you want to hop on and ask me about some stuff that I have or how I got it or what I'm into at the moment um, or how my trek for a double telescoping saber is going. We can talk about it, but if you guys want to get on with your evening, that's fine too. So we'll just we'll just say show's over. Thanks for coming, appreciate. And if you want to hang out for the after show, the after party, the party after the party, I'll hang out for a little bit if you guys want to chat. And I realized I didn't give you guys a lot of time to prepare for this, so that's cool too. I wasn't given a lot of time to prepare for not having anyone on with me tonight, but hopefully it goes okay. You guys are having a good time. Uh, there's been about the same amount of people in the chat all night. Uh, G force. Don't worry about it, man. Everyone's got to go to bed at some point. And since you're not on the Pacific time zone, it's probably bedtime. I understand. Whole <laughs> Chronicles after dark. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not quite dark here, though. That's the thing. It's it's still, it's dusk, but it's not quite dark yet. Scooby Pete asks, what's my favorite Lego build of all time? Um, I, ha I have to say, and this was easy answer for me, two come to mind, but really, really there was one. It was the Ultimate Collector Series slave one it's big right it's it's wouldn't fit on the screen where i am oriented at the moment it, it came with a boba fett and a han and carbonite and uh and a bespin um i want to say a bespin soldier but one of those guys in blue with the little hats right <clears throat> navy blue but it's a it's a big sucker over two thousand pieces like that was the first UCS set that I put together and it took me, a, I think three days of chipping away at it. And my fingers were raw. Like I hadn't put together a set that big before. And by the end of it, my fingers were raw. Um, but I love it. It's in, it's currently in my son's room. He's got all the Lego stuff in his room right now, which it makes his room really cool. I like to just go sit and look and in there and smile. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that's an awesome set. And I know it's a little spendy, especially it's and it's gone up in price too. Uh, but I don't know. I think I bought it for 250 bucks at the time. And I, it's, it's my favorite set. It's my favorite set. If you want to go small set, um, I do like the, uh, 
the battle on Endor set. I guess that's not really small. It's got a few pieces. It's got the bunker. It, it came with an ATST. It came with like an Ewok catapult and an Ewok hang glider, you know, and a bunch of minifigures and stuff. That was pretty cool too. That that took a little bit of time, but um, I, I've I've kind of moved away from small sets, and I'm only doing ships now. Or I'll only buy ships for my kids, just because ships are cool, and especially bigger ones. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at with Lego now. Now, obviously, if my kids, you know, for their birthday or Christmas, they want a smaller set, you know, we'll get them. We'll still get them, but the but the ships go on display. That's what I'll say. Ships go on display. We have tubs of Legos that aren't ships, but the ships go on display. Good question, Pete. Thanks. The Rad V-Dub Super Beetle Sunbug is awesome. I've been driving it to work. It's been nice out, top down, you know, letting my short hair blow in the breeze. Uh, I love it. And just for you bug nerds out there, uh, I just got some original wheels for it. The wheels that are on it currently are not original. I got some wheels with the caps that go on them. Uh, and uh, this is for down the road, not pressing, but I'm going to have them sandblasted and powder coated back to like bright silver, you know, sparkly. So it's going to be dialed in by next summer. That's, that's my summer 2022 goal to have the wheels all done up and ready to roll literally. But thanks for asking. It's dark in Oklahoma. Yep. <clears throat> I was about 10 years old. I took my pocket money to buy, this is Darth Muzza says to buy an Imperial attack base. There were three to choose from, but one was really thick and heavy and got it home and it had like seven extra figures in it. Awesome. Were they in baggies? Cause that, that might, that might be something there. Or maybe some worker just got generous and shoved some figures in there. I don't know. Great story. <clears throat> um, well, now nah, I guess I'll save that for another time. All right. Um, nobody's hopping on. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and killing about an hour of your evening. I appreciate you guys so much, especially those of you on the East or central time, uh, hanging out with, uh, with me when it's a little past bedtime. I appreciate that. Uh, like, and subscribe, share with a friend. I don't know if, uh, Oh, Scooby Pete sneaks sneaks one in there. Yes. Uh, chased, purchased, and waiting to frame. Right? So a couple weeks ago, we talked about that uh, Empire Strikes Back Macquarie print for uh, from Thailand. That was one on the list, and then there's another one, but I'm, I can't let the cat out of the bag on that until I get it framed. I don't want to, I don't even want to talk about it until I get it framed. It needs to be framed again. That's something. See, my collecting's kind of been put on hold for a few things. Uh, like I'm not getting little things here and there. It's just been kind of like, 
one or two big things last month, one or two big things this month. Now, I've kind of had to slow down a little bit. Uh, and one reason is because I, I do want to get this framed and, and make it look nice before I show it off because you guys are going to be like, yes, Andy, nice one. That's a great poster. Um, <clears throat> but uh, thanks for sneaking that question in at the very end there, Pete. I appreciate it. Uh, check out our Discord. We have a we have a channel up on Discord now. Um, if you're interested in being a patron for the price of one cheeseburger a month, you can be a patron of the show. That's five bucks a month um or more if you feel so compelled thank you from the bottom of my heart josh thanks you jackson thanks you those guys were supposed to be here tonight but things life happens and we just had to go solo tonight but that's very star wars appropriate i think i just bleeped out there and we'll see you guys soon see you next week Nah. <laughs>